Hey everyone, welcome to the Fortress of Solitude podcast. I'm your host, Sergio Pereira, and today I am joined by the man who will be directing the next big Marvel movie. I'm just kidding. It's just Jared Saunders. <laughs> What's I up, wish. Jared? I wish. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe you could be the person directing the X-Men or maybe the Fantastic Four, since everyone's been screaming for those movies. Uh, they'll probably give me something like 3D Men or something retarded instead. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you can say you, you kind of like get, get like a really classic character. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, obviously, Jared, I mean, today we are here to discuss... Sweet Tooth, the brand new Netflix show. It is based, obviously, on a comic book series by Jeff Lemire. And, I mean, I've been super excited to watch the show. Like, when I first found out it was coming out, because I remember, like, a while back, there was news that it was in development. But you know how it is with some of these projects. You hear about them, they're going to be in development for ages, and then they always disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, when Netflix dropped their trailer for Sweet Tooth, I was like, what? Like, this thing is actually further ahead than what I knew it was. yeah. So I, th- I, was, I thought it would have been like a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I thought to myself as well, like, yeah, this will probably be, you know, 2022, 2023, something like that. Because obviously Netflix has got a lot of stuff on the go. And this dropped out of like nowhere. And also it's dropping, it's dropping really soon. We got our screeners. It's like literally trailer to release date was so quick. You yeah, know? And yeah. I mean, you never see that nowadays. It's normally you've got a bit of a build up, like, a, you know, a couple of months. But yeah, I was super surprised. Now, obviously we've gone to check out the series. First of all, what did you think of it? I really dug it. I thought it was cool. The story is good. Um, I'm a bit iffy about some of the VFX stuff again, but overall, the story was good. The you know, it's a very sweet story. Uh, it differentiates from the books a little, from the comic books a little, but it's 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 a fun story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I've, I've got to agree with you there. Uh, for me, the thing about it that, that I picked up instantly was the difference in tone than, than what it has from the comic book. I mean, the comic book was described as Mad Max meets Bambi, you know, so... Uh, well, this, it's definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not that. I think that this, like, leans in more into the, the sweet nature of Gus, obviously, versus what the comic book did was it explored like that sort of like, it was, I don't know, like the comic book felt a lot different. Like this feels more like, you know, it, it, like you said, it's sweeter. I, th- I think that's the thing. Yeah. This, this feels like a lot more, you know, yeah. explore the dynamics. Like of it, it doesn't feel like this, the other stuff is happening. Like some of the other stuff feels a little bit secondary, you know, the whole post-apocalyptic thing. Yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Like at no point do you actually even feel like this darkness or... Uh, of of the outside world, you never actually feel the effects of of you know the the sickness or any of the bad things that are happening in the world, the wars and whatever. You, it's the story is very focused on Sweet Tooth himself, uh, Gus's story, and you see it from his eyes. You know everything's hopeful, everything's happy, and you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just does feel like it is from a child's eyes. You know, the whole perspective. Yeah, yeah. Of it. You know, like there's this one part with, with Jepard where, where he, he's speaking to someone about Gus, and he says that you know that this kid he's just got hope pouring out of his like pores, basically. Like that. That's it. Like you know, he doesn't yeah. give up on this world. Like regards. And and there's something sweet about that. There's something really like that, that reels you in and keeps you invested in the story because you just know that there's so many people out there that basically want to take him down because he's a hybrid and instead of that he's just like you know he's still hopeful he still believes in people i mean you know like he goes after like somebody to take me to colorado like somebody's never yeah. met effectively you know just trusting yeah. strangers and i don't know there's something about that that's it's it's just it's very very sweet 
Yeah, it is. Excuse the pun. Oh, yeah, exactly. Sweet tooth. But now we've got to discuss something else in the series as well, which is it's actually got a South African connection. And that is Neil Sandilands is appearing in the show as General Abbott. Now, I've been a huge fan of, of Neil for ages. I mean, from the days of Seven Delan, where he was playing on a soap and he was outshining everybody there, because he was, let's just be honest, to even his most <laughs> recent work that I've seen him in um, the Showmax series, Damn, and even on The Flash. You know, he was also like a villain in The Flash for one of these seasons. And I really think he's a super good actor. He's, And I'm glad he's finally getting some recognition. Yeah, I had no idea who he was before this, but he was excellent in this. Like, this is the only thing I've probably seen him in. I, I haven't watched Seven the Line or any of that stuff, but he was fantastic in this. Like, he's a really believable bad guy and a really good one at uh, at that. Like, at being bad, you can keep a, you can keep your secrets about secretly watching Seven the Line because we all watched Days of Our Lives and all the stuff. We all no, did. No, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, just keep up, just keep up the, the tough guy codes, but it's okay. Once we're off record then you can tell me the truth like you know this yeah, yeah, yeah. is off the record <laughs> no like I must say Neil Sandilands was totally amazing in this role and I thought that because he was actually the only real you know big bad of, of the thing you know like all the other yeah. characters you know, there's, there's a lot of like different layers to them I mean even you know Dr. Singh you find out a lot yeah. about him and you know he's torn between things but he was like he was like really like ruthless he's like I'm, a ma- I'm like a bad guy here and I'm gonna own it and I think I must say something when I saw his appearance, there was one thing that came to mind when I saw him on screen. Hugo Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Hugo yeah, Strange. Now, and I'm now saying that you mentioned that. it, yeah, it looks a lot like Hugo Strange. And I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there into the world. I don't know if Hugo Strange has been cast in the Batman or anything that's happening, but if it hasn't, I think we need a petition. Neil Sandilands as Hugo Strange. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. I can, see, I can see that. I can see that. It's about time South Africa got in on these Batman movies because Let's be honest, all the all the best fans are in the country. <laughs> so we know that. But yeah, going back to Sweet Tooth, it was actually quite a short series as well, like eight episodes. I've noticed this is a new trend with Netflix. It, it's been coming out. The, the episodes have been getting a little bit shorter. Yeah, like, yeah. Before it used to be between 10, 12, maybe 13 episodes. Now, I mean, Shadow, Shadow and Bone, I think, was also eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken, eight or nine episodes. Sweet Tooth as well. What do you think about that? Do you think it's, it's actually better for the story? <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, by the time I got to the end of this, I, I was kind of like, is that it? Like, I want, because you know there's more to come, it it just feels like it it ends in the middle of, you know, it, it felt like it should have been like 13 episodes or something, or and it kind of ends somewhere in the middle now. And there's still a lot of stuff that, that has to happen, you know, especially if you follow the comic book, yeah. you know, like some of the stuff that's going to happen, but... Yeah, it just feels like they ended this in the middle of nowhere. And for me, I was like, you know, what's what's actually what was the you know what was the main story or the point that they were trying to deliver in this first eight episodes? And I think they missed that. Like, it could have ended even a little sooner, and they would have had a point, or uh, they reached a, 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 a place where you're like, okay, this is what the story is going to be, and this is what what's happening next. And for me, this one, it it just felt like it ended in the middle somewhere. You see, the the thing with with Sweet Tooth, like the comic book series, which I also 
could find the danger of it happening as well on the series. It's a lot like net, net uh, like a lot like sorry, not Netflix. It's a lot like The Walking Dead, in a sense. Yes. There's a lot of like exploring. There's a lot of quiet, uh, you know, quiet moments between characters. But that doesn't happen here on the show, though. Not not quite, but I mean, yeah. there are moments that you do feel like. I mean, I would say like the first five, or five or six episodes. You know, you see a lot of movement. You know, the characters moving around. Like you know, yeah. obviously, the you know, sweet tooth and Jebed moving to um, you know the different places and meeting different characters. In a, in a sense, it reminds me a lot of The Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead is far more drawn out than this. Though. Yeah, but I mean, the Walking, Dead, the Walking Dead also was like a network television show. I mean, because if you look at the first couple scenes of Walking Dead, they went pretty fast. You, you saw okay. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then after a while, it started being spread out because now nah, suddenly, okay, you need to fill, you know, a good calendar year worth of TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a whole episode where a guy, two people are just arguing for like, you know, exactly, they're walking yeah. and arguing. And then the next episode, a whole bunch of stuff happens. And the episode after that, they're arguing again and walking to the next location. Exactly. That that doesn't happen here. It thankfully. doesn't. But, but my fear is that if you follow the Sweet Tooth story, like it, it, it could, on TV for future seasons, it could degenerate into something like that. that there's okay. a possibility. And that, that's the only thing that I worry about. I do enjoy how they did it. As you said, I don't think there were, there were like this, this quiet moments and the, those the sort of like, it was it was a bit fast paced, like the way it was yeah. going. Like, which is kind of surprising because with the episodes, they, they're they've got a good length. I mean, we're not talking yeah. about uh, everything is about, you know, 39 to 50 minutes, you know, like to, to yeah. close to an hour. So I think the episodes were nicely spaced out, but I just yeah, feel it, that it's yeah. going to tell us multiple stories. So you never get bored. You never get like, once you get tired of somebody's story, they bring in another person's story and another person's story and how they all like linked together. And that's something I actually really enjoyed about it because you know, comparing this to the comic book, I liked how you say, you know, there's, there's different storylines because obviously you've got Dr. Singh and then you have Amy as well, her story, like that she's got going on and you've got Gus, which is the main story, but all three of them are connected, but it kind of shows them all like at a different stage and eventually like everything converging into one, which I thought was done really, really well. Yeah, it's done really nicely. But now the other interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is that this was actually based on a DC comic series, a vertical yeah. imprint. But interestingly enough, the producers, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, Susan Downey. Yeah. So does this mean that Robert Downey Jr. is now in the DCEU? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so did he jump That's from Of That's course a it is. Stretch. But I'm just trying to think of the headlines here, Jared. I'm trying to think of who can pull the headlines. <laughs> no, but it's really cool. I thought it was quite interesting to see, obviously, you know, with Robert Downey jumping onto a project like this, him and his wife as producers, and obviously, you know, you, you still got the other guys like Jim Mickle as well that's involved. And I just think it's a very interesting project. It's something you wouldn't expect him to to gravitate towards, yeah. especially after uh, having been in the comic book I'm, genre. Of yeah, I'm just surprised he has he didn't cast himself in this story. Like he seems like the type of person who would fit in, you know, with the cast. Well, who is Gus's father? <laughs> Even that, yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him do that. That would well, have been interesting, actually. And and guys, no, it is not. Gus's father is not Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> people posting about. So many people have asked me, "Is this Daniel Radcliffe?" No, it's dude, not. Dude, he looks literally like a clone. <laughs> like whenever he starts talking to his to his son, like there's quite a, a, a bit of. Um, 
flashbacks in the in the story, and I, I keep thinking, oh my god, yes, older Harry Potter talking to. But Sweet I think Peter. it's a beard. <laughs> I, I think it's it's, it's the styling of the hair and the beard, and I think especially yeah, because glasses. Yeah, and because we've seen like newer newer photos of like Daniel Radcliffe and him with like you know, yeah, hand, yeah. that's where it, it kind of gets a little bit confusing. People are like, oh wow, it's, it's Harry Potter. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, it does <laughs> look a heck of a lot like him. They basically did get did like a budget version of him. <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> afford him for the show, so they got the budget version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But okay, Jared, if now Netflix was to green light uh, season two of of Sweet Tooth. Do you think, first of all, A, do you think it's actually going to happen? Yes, but I would say they need a better budget for the CGI. Dude, some of the CGI, like, I could tell you, I think we've gotten so used to, like, amazing CGI that when you see something that's, like, even slightly off, you're like, what the heck is going on here? And it takes you so out of the story. Like, the elephants and, you know, there's parts where they go, uh, walk past zoos and whatever, whatever. And I don't want to give away too much, but you see like um, giraffes or animals or you know different stuff you know, throughout the, the the episodes, and you're like, none of them look that great. Like they look okay for TV, but they're yeah. not fantastic. You know, like even this one specific character that I don't want to I don't wanna spoil, like towards the end of the season and I was like what the hell is that it looks like a, a puppet or something it, I don't know yeah I, I, well, just, I, I was mean, super disappointed but there was by like some a, of the CGI I do know with two or two of the final episodes that there was a disclaimer that that was especially the screeners that we got that said there wasn't finished CGI visual effects so that I, I do excuse towards the end but I, I do know what you mean in terms of like the earlier episodes that we watched there were the completed ones yeah there, there, were, there were a few things I also did look at it, I was like okay it wasn't the greatest but I also think that what I think will save the series is that it doesn't rely overly on CGI. No, it doesn't. I mean, even if you look at a lot of the stuff, I mean, with what, you know, Gus is obviously wearing, you know, with the antlers and ears, a lot of that stuff is visual sort of effects. You know, that stuff looks, all all that stuff looks cool. It's like the extra bits that they add in that you you can see they cut some corners. Yeah, uh, look, uh, that, that's that's the thing which I think we've realized, and I mean we mentioned it recently with Jupiter's uh, Legacy, which was like obviously a big one that we discussed. That there are certain things, and and I don't and I wonder actually what what it is if it's just the budget, if it's a timing, what what is it that actually prevents them from being able to. Because, I mean, look, let's be honest. Of course, this is not going to have the same sort of budget that, you know, a Marvel or DC movie is going to have. Yeah. But I actually wonder what it is preventing. Because, I mean, recently Netflix series have had some pretty shoddy uh, special effects. It's like you said the last time. There seems to be this budget thing where they're like, you can either have CGI and, you know, 10 episodes or you can have five episodes and have... A little bit of CGI, or you know, whatever they like, they kind of jumble between having great actors and having really great CGI, and it doesn't always work out. So the first few episodes looks look fantastic, but when you get towards the end, you're like, some of it looks out of place. Yeah, and like you said, maybe it was the ones that were still working on, but 
There's a specific character I know people are going to freak out when they see it. They're going to be like, what the hell is that? It looks like a Muppet in the middle of the story. Hopefully, hopefully they fix that. But, you know, I don't know. That's the other question. Do you think a story like Sweet Tooth would have better better been positioned as a, an animated show versus... Oh, totally, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, totally. I totally could see this as an animated thing. It probably wouldn't have gotten, you know, there's a lot of people that still don't uh, jump on animated yeah, shows. Sure. But but I think it could, it could have worked as a, as a really good animated show as well, yeah. Because that, that's the thing for me like that I've realized recently that obviously we, we want live action shows of everything like all of our favorite properties all of our favorite comic books and there's, there's a drive for that and, and it's natural I mean it's completely natural but you look at something like Invincible I think Invincible works because it is animated I don't think it would yeah, work yeah, in a yeah. live action I think it would actually look a lot of it would look very silly a lot of the characters would look very silly even the costumes would probably look a little bit silly but it works in an animated show and yeah, yeah. Sweet Tooth, I think it works for the most part like I said but you know just in terms of some of the special effects in terms of some of the characters introduced I think it's it, it's at that sort of level where you maybe need too high of a budget that Netflix is, is willing to pay perhaps and I think that could be the problem yeah look don't get me wrong this the show is, is really good right it's super interesting you'll be able to watch it from the beginning to end most people are probably going to be able to watch this in one day in one sitting you know like yeah just binge the whole thing straight straight through and want more afterwards they've done a good job of that it's just like we're, we're basically nitpicking at the moment yeah I mean it, it, that is the pretty much it it is just a nitpick I think it, it, well, Jared's right like what he's saying you know, some of the special effects some of the CGI could have been a lot better but yes I mean overall I do think it's a, it's a pretty solid show I am looking forward to season 2 um, I do hope they spend some time with it you know that they don't try release it so quickly like I actually you know I, I just feel there's a lot of stuff coming out at the moment and I'm scared you know it's like the way Netflix is going is pumping out all this material that a lot of people are going to miss out on shows like Sweet Tooth so maybe we just give it a bit of a breather you know give give Sweet Tooth some time and you know give it maybe a year, year and a half until the next one comes out yeah yeah you know, I just find that we we're putting out so many things out there that we're losing yeah. track I mean you told yeah. me the other day the new Jurassic uh, what's a Jurassic Park uh, animated show that season 3 yeah, I didn't yeah. even know it yeah, I mean, it was like a few months and the next one comes in. And I'm crazy. like, what? like, what's going on? I, I saw that I just like got a screener for the first season like a few months ago, you know? Like, yeah, so, yeah. I'm going. But yeah, look, I think Sweet Tooth is, it is sweet, like its name is. Uh, and it's a really interesting show. It's an interesting story. And I think it's something which a lot of people will, will watch it in. Like, it, it kind of warms your heart. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like it's also got those pandemic vibes as we as we discussed as well because it is a little apocalypse there's a virus it kind of turns everyone yeah oh we've, we we didn't talk about that actually it's very much uh it's very similar to like the the the, the sickness that happens to the characters in the, in the in the show is very 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 similar to like covid-19 and the corona outbreak it's it's like so on the nose at point that I was like, wow, like this is exactly what's happening in the world right now. And I'm trying to actually see now with the production. Um, well, okay. The series was production companies. Well, there was a pilot delivered like earlier, but I mean, look, it, yeah, it was okay. May, May 12th, 2020. All right. They were still, they were still in a pandemic when they yeah. filmed this. So, yeah. Whoever, whoever, um, uh, put this thing together obviously used the whole uh, 
you know what's happening in the world today with with what's happening in the show because it a lot of it is similar yeah it is and i mean it's kind of it's kind of interesting to actually just watch it and seeing the reactions and how like it's obviously some of the stuff you'll you'll pick up on like you know you'll see how it's got the like the element especially the character amy you know she had this fast paced life and then suddenly this pandemic hit and she kind of reset her own life and it's mm-hmm. kind of ties into this whole thing that i keep seeing on linkedin called the great resignation which is a discussion in the terms of pandemic that when like actually it hits like the the world actually gets a moment to you know to discover what's actually important to you you know suddenly yeah. you start realizing you know your boss is actually a jerk and you know will will make you work over over time over like the pandemic and do certain things people are realizing that you know other people are staying in touch with not really their friends you start discovering things about your life and you know you kind of reset it and i yeah. think that's the same thing that's been happening you know with sweet tooth that you can see going on you notice that and everybody is is just kind of getting getting on with it and in in the new normal as they call it as well and yeah. I thought there was one interesting thing where you see the water is clean now and all the stuff and it was something which also I remember those memes that went around like last year also like oh no it's for the first time ever you can see the skies and the ocean yeah and the nature is sort of restoring itself all that stuff is in there yeah. so it's, it's there so it's kind of interesting to see it like I, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know if people will want to see that reminder of lockdown yeah, that's why that's why I put it up because it's such a like so while I'm watching this thing, I'm like, people are wearing masks in this show and people, it's not really uh, providing the escapism that I need right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you basically like reality is found a, you know, a way into this show as well. Yeah. But I, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, we're seeing all the stuff that was created during the pandemic, you know, arriving now, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense because obviously it'll arrive a year or two later. But for like for us now, it kind of feels weird because like, whoa, what, what's happening? Yeah. TV's going even to, like, even some, of, some of the conspiracy theories about Corona, you know, that it was created in a lab and all of this stuff. All that stuff is in the show. Like, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty like, cool. But yeah, I mean, I thought overall it was it was a, it was a really cool series. Um, as a fan of the comic book, I'm I'm happy with it. It is different. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that oh, if you if you read the comic book and you're going to go like into the series now, you're going to be a fan. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I, I know that personally, I'm I'm a lot more forgiving with my shows and adaptations of comic books. I know a lot of people are like it needs to be what was on the page. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like that. I'm the kind of person where I, I respect every. You you're a Batman versus Superman fan. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like, the thing is, I am BVS for life, man. Come on. The thing is. The thing is, that's the way that I am. I'm, I'm capable of looking and saying, okay, this was one person's vision of the property. Yeah. This is somebody else's vision. And I think, you know, every artist has a different interpretation of what they read, of what they experience. And I always welcome different interpretations because sometimes you'll connect with it, other times you won't. It doesn't mean the other stuff disappears. It doesn't mean the original comic book series disappears or it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I think, you know, like Sweet Tooth for me is, I dig it. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you can have different versions of, of different things. And l- like we're saying, this viewpoint is from, from Gus's, you know, it's Gus's viewpoint of the world of what happened. Maybe the comic book is the actual version of what happened. But yeah, it's, in- it's, it's interesting and a different way of looking at it, you know. 
No, for sure. And I mean, I'm looking at, for example, like some comic book properties have been adapted by Netflix. Like I did not enjoy the October faction at all. And I really enjoyed the comic book series. Like I thought the comic book series was like super dark. I don't even know what that is. And (laughs) October faction, I just found that it just veered completely off track of what I experienced like before, like in the comic book series. I did not enjoy that that show at all. And I mean, it got canceled. And to be honest with you, I'm not surprised. It wasn't a very good show. And that's why, like with Sweet Tooth, it, it deviates from the source material, but I don't think it deviates in a way that's bad. I think it, it captures no. it, it captures like another tone that was in there, which was a, a sort of sweetness of the character, the sort yeah. of you know Bambi-eyed look at the world, you know, sort of thing. And yeah. I think it does it really well. So yeah, for me, yeah. I'm definitely hoping for a second season. And yeah, yeah it's I'm, it's I'm de- it's it's definitely happening. I mean, even my three year old was watching some of the episodes with me, and he was like glued to the screen so that's already a very good sign he doesn't really do the little live action thing so yeah so, so has he finally given up on Mona no no he has not <laughs> Wayne the Rock Johnson is gonna be in everything <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very much if you think about it actually right uh, you would I'm actually very surprised that Disney didn't pick up on Sweet Tooth because it, it's it's very much in their line of you know of stuff that they usually put together I guess it's because it is owned by DC so yeah, it's really yeah, difficult yeah. but I think also like the source material itself has got some pretty dark themes at times so I think that is a problem to adapt it I think the show kind of skipped over it like yeah there's, yeah. there's a couple yeah, swear words there's a bit of violence here and there like as well but I think the show pretty much skipped over a lot of the darker themes and focused on uh, an optimistic view of the yeah. world yeah. So yeah, but that that never stopped Disney before to create their own version of it. You know, they could have made the I don't know what's the opposite of Sweet Tooth. <laughs> they <laughs> used to make a knockoff version of something, and you know, wow. Okay, are we going there <laughs> about Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny and all of those things? Yeah, they did it with Lion King. They could do it with this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm stopping it right there before we get a, a before Disney sends an infringement notice and there's a lawyer's letter. But Jared, thanks so much, man. It has been really great discussing Sweet Tooth. And to everybody else out there, yeah, I mean, let us know as soon as the show drops and you watch it. Let us know what you think. And while you're at at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And let us know in the comments if there's any other topics you'd like us to discuss in the future. Until next time, cheers. (laughs) 